1904 St. Louis World's Fair is known to be the launching pad for so many modern culinary delights, including hot dogs, iced tea, ice cream cones, and yes, peanut butter. Well, I'm just going to stop and say thank God you said iced tea. As opposed to Iced tea. Iced tea. You know, as opposed to what? Like roast chicken. Um, <laughs> iced tea. Anyway, a Missouri dentist patented a peanut butter making machine and displayed it at that World's Fair. He saw a need for this, this thick protein-like paste for patients who had lost their teeth and couldn't chew regular food. That is really honestly how peanut butter got started. So, hi, I'm Mark Scarborough. And I'm Bruce Weinstein. And this is Cooking with Bruce and Mark. And today is the peanut butter show Yay. peanut butter mm, I love peanut it's butter. we actually wrote a book way back in 2005 called the ultimate peanut butter book and uh it was so long ago oh five right the 14, 14 years ago years. Wow. Awesome. i don't even know what was that like our nine millionth book or something anyway <laughs> um in we wrote in oh five the ultimate peanut butter book and uh, just to tell you how popular it was we even got on the view over that book interviewed it's, by barbara walters I, about peanut butter it is insane i can't and that's back when Star Jones was on it, and uh, Joy Behar. I think she still is on it. Joy, Joy. I think Joy's still on it. I know. I don't actually know, but anyway, that- Joy got mad because Mark and I were funnier than she was. No, we were not. <laughs> she did not get mad. She, we had a really great time. It's a really we did. We had a it's a kicker time. segment. So, just to say, peanut butter continues to be one of the most popular foods. And you know, here's a fun fact: the Jif factory in Lexington, Kentucky, packs up. A quarter million jars a day. A day. A day. That's a day. incredible. A day. Yeah. It's, it's insane. Um, peanut butter is actually one of my favorite food groups. I don't know about you, but uh, I love peanut butter more than I can say. My One of my breakfasts of choice is banana and a tablespoon of peanut butter that I eat, you know, bite a banana, bite a bite of peanut butter. I love peanut butter. So let's just start saying that. Let's start this whole show off by saying... That not all peanut butter is created equal. Mm, mm, mm. In fact, there are dark and light colors, depending on how deeply the peanuts are roasted, right? They are. I know some brands roast use peanuts that are roasted a little longer. But, you know, this is... It's so it's so intense and so almost fetishized that the USDA has got they got all sorts of guidelines. They do, it. and um, that basically they they talk about how fine it has to be ground to be uh, creamy, mm-hmm. and how much chunks are left for chunky, and it's how what, big the chunks have to be, right? And it has to be um, in a color chart. The USDA has a food color chart for all foods, and has to fall in a certain brown range. I mean, it's really really crazy, and part of that is because peanut butter is. So so very popular. Yeah, it sounds though a little bit like the peanut butter police happening it, there, the <laughs> government. I mean, I'm all for regulations. You know me, I love regulations, but this sounds like the peanut butter cups. Well, I'm for a lot of regulations in food because I want to be safe in what I eat and I want to be able to trust what I put in my mouth. So milk. if they roast the peanuts too dark, they come and get them in the Black Mariah? Oh, okay. sure. <laughs> Um, that, by the way, in case you don't know, we're both very old so that we know what a Black Mariah is. And most people don't. I'm sure that there are a million phones in the world right now skittering around trying to find out what a Black Mariah is. Anyway, um, that's, that's kind of how it all works a bit. My favorite peanut butter is chunky peanut butter. In fact, I like super chunky and peanut butter. Do you know butter. that that 
that distinction is gendered in the U.S., that by and large men like chunky peanut butter and women like smooth don't make any sex jokes. I but know. do you know that is actually a gendered distinction in the United States? Interesting. Well, the funny thing is when we were writing that book, I realized during our research that when they make chunky peanut butter, it's not just about grinding it less. No. That's they right. grind it all the same. They grind it to a fine creaminess. Right. They add the chunks back in, which is right. part of why, A, they're all the same size, and B, they're usually sitting on the top and you have to stir them in. So I want to say, I want to say before we get into some ideas about cooking a peanut butter and how, how you can use peanut butter besides just with jelly, um, I want to say that there is a trick that I like if you buy natural style peanut butter. By and large, regular peanut butter has been homogenated with a vegetable shortening and so it's more homogenous, but natural style peanut butter often has the oil sitting up on top. Some people pour the oil off. I actually find that that peanut oil, if you pour it off, the resulting peanut butter and buy a, below it is too crumbly and dry. Yeah, it is too dry because you're pouring off the fat. So right. it's it's yes, you have a lower fat peanut butter, right. but it's drier and it's right. not rich or smooth tasting. It's so what we do is we bring our jars of natural style peanut butter home, creamy or smooth, and we turn them upside down in the pantry, right? Mm -hmm. That is the first thing we do. And they sit in our pantry until we're ready for that jar for several weeks up to up to a couple of months. And they sit upside down. And what happens is slowly all that oil percolates back to the bottom now of the jar that is on top mm -hmm. so that when you open it, you can stick a knife easily into it and mix that oil back in because now the oil isn't sitting on top. But the problem with mixing the oil in when the oil is on top is it sloshes out. It does. Over if the it's top. on the bottom, you can start mixing it slowly without making it. Basically, by doing that, it's cleaner. You make less of a mess. That's right. And you much um, less of a mess. Um, and notice I said you stick a knife in there and do it because a spoon just, it just, won't do it. It's an, a flatware knife is the best tool for this task, right? Oh yeah, I love using. It. In fact, I will just jab the knife up and down into it to soften the peanut butter. Do you butter do, you up do much like more of a, a butter churning? I try to do a folding <laughs> thing. With I the find knife. if I fold it, I still make a mess, and it pours over the outside, and then the oil runs down the bottom, right. and then the label turns clear. Because of all the oil that gets down there. <laughs> but, again, I find that I, that oil is absolutely necessary for me. Look, um, nobody – well, I guess somebody could. Nobody should eat half a jar of peanut butter. But that oil is absolutely necessary to make the peanut butter uh, taste better. If you're hearing groaning in the background, that's because we're recording this in a – right there – a studio <laughs> with our dogs. And one they of them is very vocal. And he's lying here on the floor next to me and he's groaning basically because he wants to be scritched. So there you go. Okay. And also let me say that Mark – has a recipe that he came up with that he makes these peanut butter dog biscuits. I do. And they're amazing. They live, the recipe for that does live on our website, bruceandmark.com. They do. So you can actually go there and- I haven't made those in a long time and it's kind of a sad thing because the dogs really like them. They have Parmesan cheese they and do. peanut butter. <laughs> and they're very low in sugar because dogs don't need sugar. So, because well, I use natural style peanut butter, which has no sugar in it, right? Yep. It's just, natural style is usually just peanuts and salt. Right. And so these are very low sugar sugar and they got lots of parmesan cheese i think i put a little garlic powder mm. in them and, and whole wheat flour and whole wheat flour that's right okay so we've talked about using peanut butter in dog biscuits right but there are so many other things you could use peanut butter for but i do so want to much. say something about the dog biscuits because that's part of the bigger category of baking with peanut butter peanut butter is a great addition to cookies and to cakes and it batters, is but you would think that it's like adding extra fat, right? And then it makes a cake moister and fattier. But in fact, there's so much protein in peanut butter 
that it dries out batters and it dries out cookies and cakes. You actually have to add more liquid when you add peanut butter to a to a batter. Right. I find that you can uh, you can substitute about half. So if the recipe, let's say, calls for a stick of butter or eight tablespoons, you can drop that to four tablespoons and then put in four tablespoons of peanut butter in a, in most like cookie or muffin recipes. But you're right. Then you have to increase the milk or something. By about a tablespoon recipe. or two tablespoons at right. most. It, I mean, you can eyeball it. But you have to f- increase the milk a little bit to right. get it because peanut butter is so super drying. Well, it's just like that problem of if you s- t- pour the oil off. Yep. What's left is super dry and crumbly to it your experience. Yeah. Okay, so um, th- th- let's talk about other ways to use peanut butter because I this is a kicker one for me. And that is especially if you make beef stews. Um, not as good, I don't think, in soups, but beef stews that are loaded with root vegetables, peanut butter is a great thickener if you want that taste. So instead of, if your recipe says at the end of it that it can be thickened up with a little tomato paste, that would be a perfect time to add a little peanut butter to it, right? Oh, that sounds like a great idea. Um, I've done that for like Asian style stews, curries, I do it that way. Um, it would be really interesting to stir some peanut butter like into a boeuf bourguignon. Yeah, right. Mm. In fact, this weekend I am braising oxtails with hen of the woods mushrooms, which I wow. harvested from a friend's yard. Crazy. Maybe I'll put some peanut butter in there. No. That peanut has butter to be and red wine. That has to be pure. Okay. Um, but, uh, you know, you can I, – I, we've even stirred a little peanut butter in a homemade tomato soup. Oh, yeah. You put the peanut butter in it before you t- – puree the tomatoes like if you use a stick blender in there and it just adds this kind of um this savory saltiness at the back of it not not enough peanut butter that it tastes like peanut butter and tomato soup but just enough to add a little richness to but it tomatoes and peanut butter and tomatoes and peanuts actually are really a classic combination in a lot of places in the world especially in hot climates in india in africa right um and there's a senegalese soup that um we have a recipe for in the book which is peanuts and sweet potatoes and tomatoes and Actually, some greens. We have that recipe in the Instant Pot Bible for the uh, Instant Pot. We have that recipe in the Great American Slow Cooker book for slow cookers. We have that peanut, ground nut peanut stew in a lot of places. And it's really good with hot chili. So if you, so mm. if as Mark suggests, you just stir some peanut butter into a tomato soup, also mm. add some Tabasco because it's that heat that will really bring that peanut taste forward and make it really amazing. And I think peanut butter also goes really well in coconut-based curries, right? Well, it does. Yeah, I said I, I stirred it into coconut um, stews before. Right. There's something because it's a it's a Thai Chinese thing where there's there's always peanuts involved. And if you take coconut milk and some peanut butter and brown sugar and fish sauce and little lime juice, that's a right. great combination well, of flavors. And I want to say something else that we discovered along the way and that adds to a really interesting texture with peanut butter and that is this this notion that well you talk about this that it and don't gross out don't leave the podcast but that <laughs> it can be addressing for slaw now just don't leave me just listen talk well, about what this means okay so if you're making a coleslaw right and you but i want you to think not mayonnaise base right you're doing one that's a vinaigrette think base like a germany kind yep. of health salad or a jewish delicatessen has health salad now first you could probably imagine throwing a handful of salted chopped peanuts in that slaw right, right. that would be delicious so instead of that if you whisk some smooth creamy peanut butter into that dressing there you go not enough to make it thick and pasty just enough to give it a little flavor 
it would be really amazing. Use salty, the salted peanut butter, because right. that'll add extra depth of flavor. Right. And whatever kind of vinegar your recipe called for, whether it was cider vinegar or white wine vinegar, use rice vinegar. It'll give you that Chinese edge because I have to say, peanut butter is a staple in Chinese cooking. And yeah, and so we're talking maybe a couple teaspoons in yeah. a slaw dressing, maybe up to a tablespoon, but that's even a lot. And so we're just talking about something that kind of emulsifies it, that you whisk it together and it gets thick. And it adds, again, just this kind of salty richness into a slaw. I know it sounds insane. I know it does. But if you're just going to make a vinegary slaw with, what, cabbage? Let's, let's name it cabbage and carrots. And shredded carrots, yeah. Yeah, cabbage and carrots and maybe some chopped up celery. And so it's kind of like a salady slaw. This is just a really good way to add a depth of flavor that a lot of people won't know it's there. But it, it adds so much richness to it. I mean, think about, I'm sure most people know what Thai peanut sauce is because it's available in jars in the supermarket. Imagine if you just put a few dashes of that Thai peanut sauce into your dressing. Right. Well, rather than adding the spices, you know, just add the pure peanut butter and then that'll give you a more pure taste. Now, the peanut sauce is, the Thai peanut sauce is quite delicious. And even in our peanut butter book, we had a whole chapter of sauces for noodles. Sauces with coconut milk, sauces without coconut milk, with chili oils, with ginger. With tofu. With tofu in them where you puree it all up and you make these different textured sauces, which are great on both um, Chinese-style noodles that you can get in the produce section of the supermarket. They're usually called um, ramen or stir-fry noodles. Or you can get rice noodles or even just cook up some spaghetti and make some great peanut noodles that way. Okay, so now t- talk t- talk about peanut butter as a coating for, for fried foods. Okay, so I had this ridiculously good idea, which is <laughs> you could take whole peanuts and some panko breadcrumbs and put them in a food processor and process it not till it's quite peanut butter yet, but it's still crumbly. Then take chicken breasts or boneless, skinless thighs. Is a boneless, skinless breast or boneless, skinless thighs. Dip them in some beaten egg white and then coat them in the peanut and panko mixture. So you're not talking about using peanut butter. You're talking about essentially making a kind of ground up peanut something with panko, right? I am. But here's something else that I just thought of as you said that. I probably would consider whisking some peanut butter, some smooth peanut butter into that egg white so that it had even more stickability quotient. You're gonna have to whisk a bit. So you whisk a bit and you get the peen, you get, it's like a couple teaspoons of peanut butter into an egg white and you beat it up, dip the meat into that and then coat it in the salted peanut panko coating. Then you can either put it in your air fryer right. or you can oven fry it. Right. And you don't even need to spray it with nonstick spray because there's so much fat in the peanuts right. that it'll it, it'll be amazing. It is. It's kind of one of those things that actually always works together, right? And it's kind of one of those things that always works together, the, the peanut and the frying, because it's just so much fat, right? Yeah, there is. It's like peanut butter and chocolate. There's another absolutely kicker combination. Well, yeah. I mean, Reese's peanut butter cups, we right. have a recipe for those in our ultimate candy book. <laughs> right. Um, I think that, that that peanut butter and chocolate is such a classic because it's a sweet, salty mm-hmm. mix. It's I really like when I make hot fudge sauce for ice cream when I heat it up. And I'm speaking of just jarred sauce. When I heat it up, if I put a little, and I mean a teaspoon or two, of peanut butter in the chocolate sauce mm. as it heats up, and then whisk it all together, and then pour it on the ice cream, of course, then I get the chocolate peanut butter thing. Peanut which is, butter hot fudge. Mm, oh, my God. Mm, which is a amazing. fine thing in life. 
So I think we've run through a lot of ideas about peanut butter. I'm sure there are many, many more. In fact, out we'd there. love to hear some of your oh, ideas. We so would. You know how to reach us. You can email us through our website, bruceandmark.com. We want to hear some of your great ideas for peanut butter. We may share some. Yeah, we may share some. You may even see me make one of your ideas if I think it's really oh. great. And we'll to put that up on our YouTube channel, Cooking with Bruce and Mark. Yeah, so check out our cooking show, uh, our cooking channel show. Our cooking, I'm so old. Our show. Um, check our, our program. Our program. Our program. What's on the program now? What channel are you on? Right, exactly. Um, check out our YouTube channel, Cooking with Bruce and Mark. And you can find us on all sorts of social media on Facebook under both our names, Bruce Weinstein and or Mark Scarborough. I mean, we each have a Facebook account. And on Instagram under Bruce A. Weinstein and Mark Scarborough. And um, on Twitter under our own names and connect with us. We'd love to hear from you. And on Facebook, you can also check out this podcast has its own site, Cooking with Bruce and Mark. And wherever you get your podcasts from, please subscribe so you don't miss an episode.